Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games for the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three new perspectives from varying skill range. I am the running gunner of this episode, Andrew. With me, the one who does a whole lot of looting and not a lot of shooting, Keith. I don't have time to wait and check it out, check out the loot afterwards. And the one who's always behind cover, Liz. Hey guys, also known as a sniper, thank you very much. Sure, sure. that would <laughs> nice sleep at night. That's a really nice way to put that, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Which are also known as campers, so well, you can also go with that. But this week we played Outriders by People Can Fly Studios, and it was published by Square Enix. So that was kind of an interesting uh, combination there. But some of you may be wondering, what has People Can Fly have ever done? And this is, like, they're a good studio, but the only game I've ever remembered them doing is Bulletstorm, which was on the Xbox 360, which was a really interesting game and a lot of fun. So I think this game was quite different from what they've usually done. But Outriders is a third-person action looter shooter, or cover-based looter shooter, I should more say, too. But you play as the last remnants of humanity as you have escaped a dying Earth to get to a supposed new Earth called Enoch, and as soon as you land there, you play as an outrider, basically the boots-on-the-ground people that go and explore the planet and make sure it's safe. But, of course, this wouldn't be a game if it was safe. So, of course, everything goes horribly wrong, and hilarity ensues. But, going around... Hilarity? <laughs> what? Going around, whether it's game or pass, I'll start. This is most definite a game. I love this game. I took this game like a fat kid takes the cake. I guess I, I take the cake because <laughs> I thought this game was so much fun. It had its flaws, but man, did I love this game. <laughs> yeah, I I actually feel like I have a quite a long list of things that kind of bothered me about this game. But that said, it's a they're all minor gripes in the big picture, and I'm I'm with you. This this is a game I love. I, I it's an absolute must of a game for just so many good reasons, and I just I want to keep playing it stuff to do i'm gonna give it a game as well for me like i was just first hooked on the story and then i ended up really liking the gameplay and i mean i got some minor gripes with it as well but yeah i'm definitely glad that we uh play this game so delving a little bit more into the story as i said you were the last remnants of humanity you're on a colony ship and you land on the planet and there is this weird storm called the anomaly which majority of the people who get affected by the anomaly end up exploding, dying, disappearing. They end up, I guess, just dying. But the very few, which is like 0.001% of people, end up becoming what's known as an altered, and you end up having super abilities, and some of them are immortal, some of them can read thoughts, and apparently some of them can urinate sulfuric acid. That actually was one of the tooltips in the loading screen, which I thought was really weird information. <laughs> but you, of course end up becoming one of these altered and get superpowers and you end up getting injured and going to cryosleep and 30 years later you realize that the planet has basically gone to hell in a handbasket so you are trying to save humanity so what did you guys think of the story um keith i'd do, love do, to hear your aspect because you are of course you so, love story so i can go out on a limb and say i did not care anything about the story. There was no point that I found what? myself like, boy, I should sit and watch this cutscene. I just, I pretty much skipped through all of them, especially in a looter to shooter type of game. I don't care what the means to the end is. I want to shoot more things and I want to get more loot. 
those are the things that I want to do in that game. That being said, I didn't know there was aliens in the game until about, <laughs> I don't know, the the one that the alien is the only person left to talk to because your whole crew is gone. Spoiler alert, sorry. And um, yeah, yeah, so there's aliens in this game. But you probably would know that if you watched some stuff earlier, unlike me. Yeah. When you told me that, Keith, like, that just made me laugh. I know you don't like story, but I did not realize how little you paid attention to. And then, like, we were literally, like, five minutes away from beating the game. You're like, wait, there's aliens? Like, completely bypassing. And all the story, you were like, wait, there's an alien in my crew? Like, you did not know any of these people. And then all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, this is a thing. No, I, I watched just enough of, like, the cutscenes or some dialogue that I had heard them reference August a couple of different times and August's powers and all of these things. But honestly, I just thought it was like, I don't know, some... The guy was really into that month. It was his birthday. Well, that or, <laughs> I don't know, like the way I, the way the small bits that I read in my mind, I was like, oh, this is just like some figment of the, the Doctor's imagination. Whatever. I mean, it's not like a, it's a surprise that there's aliens because in some ways, you know, all of these creatures are basically alien creatures that you're fighting. But I didn't know there was a walking, talking ET alien, and uh, yeah, that that caught me off guard when it came walking out of the tent and was like, "Hey, I'm all you got left. Let's do this thing." <laughs> oh, hey, you do exist. What I don't understand is why before they went there. I mean, the people that are starting out on this planet, it's like a, a smaller group for the first time, you would think that they would do like a psychopath test or like some kind of like psychological analysis of all the people, especially considering you're starting this new world. And so that's something I didn't really get. Like, I feel like they could have avoided a lot of things that happened. And then also with the video games, there's always like that, that cliche death and this game has it. I won't say who it is, but there was like, I knew somebody was going to die. I knew it. I looked at them and I was like, I like you and I'm, I'm sorry, but you're going to, you're going to go. <laughs> well, a lot of people die. Yeah, no, but there's one like always like cliche kind of. I, I guess. No, I'd, I'd see. I think it's interesting though, because they even really cop out a lot of the backstory. Cause I did notice this on the loading screens. Cause playing on not a uh, series X, I sat on a lot of loading screens and it gives you these little bits of lore throughout it. And it basically just is like, eh, no one really knows why earth collapsed, but it did. So now you're here fighting aliens. <laughs> yeah, see, I wanted to know more. I want to know like exactly what happened. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't think they really go into it at all. I mean, I would. I could, no, I'm the worst they, person they, to they, ask. They, they but... basically explain like, oh, climate issues, global warming, you know, political conflicts. Like they basically like everything was a piece that ended up causing Earth to collapse. Which I don't understand. So like, with seeing this game, people are doing awful things. Like at one point. Uh, both sides are like in a terrible situation and they get out and one guy's like, yeah, let me help my, my buddies. And the other guy just like shoots them. And it's like, Oh, anything is, is okay in war kind of thing. And I'm just like, I wonder what would really happen in that situation. And also how sad is it that like the developers of this game are like, yeah, I think that if they went to a new planet, war would happen like within a year. I mean, I don't know when the war exactly happened, but it, it didn't take long. I feel like, and also with what you learned later on in the story, I just feel like they just have no faith in humanity. Well, the, the people here, you are the last 500,000 humans left since Earth is now gone. 
So the everyone here is supposed to be like the best and the brightest of the world, basically. And, and they still end up becoming savages. Chaos and yeah, exactly. It's like that book. Uh, oh, what was it? They go to the island. Planet, Lord of the Flies. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that book made me so mad. Well, so <laughs> I, I, the way I kind of took it from the little things I saw, it was like when they actually left Earth too. There was almost like a mini war to be the one to leave Earth. So like yeah. you're talking about like the psychopath test that these people should have. I don't I think they all were psychopaths. Like they they were like trampling each other and killing each other to get on these ships. So I I, I think they all failed and it explains what's going yeah. on in this new planet. So I will say I first loved the story. I I'm a huge sci-fi person. I always love generally sci-fi sci-fi things and so I was very intrigued by the story. I thought the whole lore and the premise and the setup of this game was great. But as the game went on, I I'm, I actually felt like Keith where I'm like, yeah, I don't really care. Because like your overall objective, what you're trying to do of like how you're trying to save humanity. I just didn't care about any of the characters. I didn't even care for my character. I thought she was kind of a jerk. And I don't know. Because at first, like when you first meet an altered, he basically is like, I'm God and everyone's, you know, ants to me and I just do my own thing and she was always like oh this guy's a jerk how could you be like this but she ends up becoming like that too or he wherever you pick well I mean he had bigger fish to fry I mean they're looking at the small little battles in this war and he's looking at the the bigger issues yeah that, that they can't even fight because they're not altered so he seems arrogant and like he doesn't care but I mean he's still helping them but he just has bigger problems yeah but I just thought it was weird that like your character made it seem like oh you know I'm here to save humans but then in the end you're literally just like killing anybody you want you don't care you just like screw it whatever I mean they make all like almost all the characters and like well from the point that I got like I didn't finish it like you guys did but what's his name Yakub 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 I can never pronounce names Jakob he I mean he said that he's alive because he didn't want to venture out because he knew that everyone who left and and tried to fix things like ended up dying and so like I mean which I mean he has a point <laughs> like, he's not altered he really can't he would die but I mean I liked him but besides that like, a lot of the characters are very unlikable I thought he yeah, was pretty unlikable even he seemed like he was a jerk uh a little bit. He very much was like, he was kind of like the dad who takes your kid, the kid to a pop concert. Like he's there as a chaperone, but he doesn't want to be there. He's not into <laughs> the music. That. Oh, see, I like that's kind of how I saw him. I took him more as like the dad that was, you know, like screaming at them and like beating them. Like, I will turn this car around. <laughs> yeah, like he wasn't taking them anywhere because he was at home beating them. That's that's how I took it every time I talked to what was her name, Chana, his daughter. I didn't get that much. <laughs> much out of it but okay i don't know it was always like you must be really tough having to grow up with him as your dad i also think that i mean this is just another game where the main character isn't appreciated like for me like she comes back and she ends up becoming altered after she's murdered and she's doing all this stuff for everybody and they they don't care it's like they should have woken her up ages ago so that she could clean up their mess it's like she that's what she's doing she's cleaning up the mess because they made the decision that they wanted to give everyone a chance because, I mean, there weren't really resources and stuff. So they're like, oh, should we let the people die and, like, not have to suffer? Or should we let them try to fend for themselves? And so she wasn't a part of any of this decision making. And she's doing all this hard work. Nobody gives a crap. <laughs> Nobody says thank you. Nobody says, oh, wow. wow Some people um, do. 
Not enough. <laughs> yeah, actually. But no, I agree. There, that's actually made me remember. There's one guy I I like accidentally said no to to accepting a mission, and he just goes, "Oh, yeah, not like anything good ever happens around here, anyways." <laughs> I was like that's really depressing, but it made me laugh. Because some of the side ones are really sad. Oh yeah, are they? I don't know. Yeah, like the bit. the guy that um, his family was murdered. He was the one that was rationing out food, and so he went back to his home and he. I think he just his family's murdered. Yeah, because he was kind of stealing. Oh, so you. But he also, I mean, why not just kill him? Why kill his family? Like that's that's a messed up crap. <laughs> oh yeah, they this wanted... is not a lovely planet. But one thing I will say, though, the cutscenes ranged from, you know, pretty good to absolutely awful. There were some cutscenes in this game that were just so, like, comically bad. You're talking graphically or story-wise? Story-wise. Because it could go either way. So, the very beginning, when, like, you're first getting hit by the storm, like, this is in the, the, the prologue, so before the game really starts... I did not realize how goofy it was, so I first made a female character. And I don't remember being this goofy with the female character, but I saw a video with the male character. And there's a moment where you're trying to save one of your people as they're getting sucked in the anomaly, and the guy ends up exploding. And your character lets out this goofy, like, guttural howl that just, like, it makes no sense. It's very much just like, oh! Like, it's so weird. <laughs> and then there's, like, this other scene in the middle of the game like, I first pointed out to my brother when it was happening, and, like, both me and him were just cracking up at how awful this cutscene was. These two people are hiding. They're perfectly hidden. Like, they don't need to move. But one guy's like, I'm going to sacrifice myself and pull away the enemy. And as soon as he pulls out, like, as soon as he goes out and starts shooting the enemies, he's like, I regret my decision, and starts getting attacked and starts asking for help. And it's just like, what is this writing? This is really goofy. Letting them know that there's another guy there that can help I know. Them. Yeah, he calls out to his friend, help me, help me. And it's like, well, so much for sacrificing yourself. And then just the way he's getting mauled just sounds like he's drowning. It's really weird. So, like, some of these cutscenes were so bad, but I actually enjoyed where the story was going and kind of the story was telling, but it was just, it, the writing was just so inconsistent, and there was also a lot of plot holes when they're just like, oh, no electricity works. You like, brought that up to me, and then but, the lights come but on. But, yeah, lights are on, you know, elevators are working, like, there's a lot of electricity you're using, but whatever reason, this electricity is okay, because even when you go in the car, the guy's like, oh, electricity doesn't work, we can't use a radio. But elevators and lights work. I don't, I don't know. And See, then keep... I'm just glad I didn't have to drive. You know, <laughs> that's why I was like, I don't care how it's moving as long as I don't have to drive it. Yeah. But then, of course, too, they keep they keep like harking on the fact that you are the last outrider. Everyone else died. You are the last outrider. But you can play multiplayer with other outriders. They don't explain it. It's just it's a thing. Like they knew this was meant to be a multiplayer game. But it's not like they wrote it in somehow, like, oh, no, you find a cryopod of some other Outriders, and these are the people you play with. No. They're just like, you're the last Outrider, but not really. <laughs> it's like, okay. So, yeah, there's some plot holes with the story, but I at least liked the lore. I enjoyed finding the journals and, like, reading what was happening and, like, the set pieces of, like, the war. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't read any of that. Any of that yeah, stuff. I, of course you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't watch cutscenes. Of course you're not reading. <laughs> I, I actually... I. I did play as a male character. Um, I don't know if I remember that scene. I might. Oh, because you probably, you but, probably skipped yeah, it. Yeah, I probably skipped it already at that point. Because I think the biggest issue – well, I want to say the biggest issue with the story that I know nothing about really. But I do because it's really a very basic, boring, oh, okay, Earth died. Go to a new planet. Evil planet. And here's a little twist, if you will, at the end about like – 
oh, we didn't see that coming, but you were just fighting the evil planet back. And I don't know. It was, it was just a lot of filler and was a means to an end. And with how long the game plays out from a storyline perspective, like, like it's at least a good 15 plus hours. It's, Oh, I'd say it's close to like, just through the story. I would say it's probably 30 hours. Yeah. So like when you're playing that much, they really had to, to stretch that storyline thin. And that's where I think it just fell a little flat. Whereas if, yeah, I fully agree. If this game was and it, I feel like it is really built on the end game play of it. If they had confined the storyline to 10 hours and then you just get into the end game, that would have been the best thing for it. It it would have made the story probably a lot cleaner and a lot better. Oh yeah. No, I, I fully agree with that. That's, that's a good point, Keith. But I think we've talked enough about the story. I want to get in the meat of it, of the gameplay. And this is where I think the game truly shines. There's, I have issues with the gameplay. Uh, mainly the main issue I have is the repetitive enemies. This game just reskins enemies like crazy. Like they don't even try to hide how they just reskin enemies. In fact, like your character even makes like a comment at one point of like, oh, no matter how many different types of you guys I fight, you're all the same like ugly looking thing. Which was, I felt like was just like them kind of saying like, yeah, we reskinned everything. Even like the bosses. That was my biggest complaint. But the shooting and the abilities and the loot is just so good. Which I'm glad that you pointed me towards the tree that has like the poison because you get to pick, kind of pick your abilities. Yeah, there's four Actually, classes you can pick. And then each one has a skill branch of three different branches. Which, wait, what? Did I you played the Technomancer. That's yes. what I first played. And I like I liked like when I played with Andrew, I did a lot more sniping, which I really liked. And for me, I I liked the the battle. So when you're fighting like the actual human enemies, there's always these like barricades that you can hide behind. And that's how you like you're walking, you're like, oh, I'm about to fight them. But for me, like I found it repetitive with the type of fighting. So when they're just like monsters running at you, it's just like open shooting, but the other kind with, like, the barricades, I just felt like it was kind of, like, the same all the time. So I kind of can't imagine putting in as many hours as you did because I did enjoy it. But I think the reason why I liked it um, more than I thought I would is because I kept changing the difficulty. So I first changed the difficulty when I got to the uh, spider boss. And for some reason, I could not beat it. I had to go all the way back to, like, like the f- level one. Like, that last, like, because there's three segments. But then when I went back, like, I, I felt like there was, like, weird difficulty spikes. So it would be super easy, and I had to change it and, like, go back and forth. Did you guys feel that, or was it just me? I did, definitely. No, there, there's, there, there, there was some spikes. I, I ran into it mostly with the, the world tiers. So, it, I mean, I don't, do we talk about the world tiers? Do I explain yeah, that? Yeah, so to explain a little bit of, like, the difficulty, there's what's known as world tiers. There's 15. And the way this game kind of works is it kind of caters to how well you're playing. If you're playing really well and you're just plowing through enemies, you have two experience bars. One is for your character level and then one is for the world tier level. So if you're killing enemies and not dying, you're getting experience for your world tier. And then if you fill that meter up, it automatically levels you up to the next world tier, which when you level up, you get better equipment. The enemies get a little stronger, but you have a higher chance of getting better loot. The loot is a higher level and like so on and so forth. So it'll naturally just keep leveling you up if you're doing well. But if you start dying, you lose a little experience from your world tier. And at any point in the time in the game, you can pause and actually change the difficulty. So if you are at a moment where it's super difficult, you can just press pause, lower the difficulty and like, boom, you're done. You don't have to like exit the game, reload it, anything like that. No, it's it's super seamless. It's really nice. See, 
well, I I have questions about that because I thought that was the case, but when you, me, and your brother were playing last night, I found we you had it all the way up to what tier fourteen, and yeah. I I would get resurrected and I would die and brought back and die and brought back and die. And so eventually you dropped it and nothing changed. They were still the same. Well, it's because apparently we're we're in mid-battle. I guess you just can't be mid-battle and do it. Yeah. I guess that's the only caveat. So, okay, yeah. I mean, I guess from that, then I I agree with you if we're going from that. Because that was was my take. It doesn't seem like it happens on the fly. Um, You can change it on the fly so that if you end up dying in that battle, you'll come back at the lower world tier, I guess. But... um, It makes sense you can't change it on the fly because then you could fight a super hard boss... Pretty much get him down to a sliver health, then bump it up to max difficulty, finish him off, and get a bunch of really crazy loot. Yeah, so I it actually tried that, that a couple you can't times. Do it in battle. But I ended up like <laughs> dying before I could actually do it. Uh, but yeah, I I really struggled with World Tier Six, and I don't know what it was, but I I had a certain point in the game, somewhere around mid twenties of my level, and everything was just difficult, and I couldn't I couldn't even not just proceed through world tier six. I had, I found myself on bosses or side quests dropping it to like three and four and I, I just got stuck. Now I did, I kind of dug into it and this game or the way that it plays out is you have to very much focus on every single item. And that was what I found out. I, I mean, I read an article on it, but I essentially, I, I did find that one of the biggest keys to this gameplay is making sure that you stay on top of your your levels because one of the yes. greatest things that this game has done i don't know maybe there's other other looter shooters who do this as well but i can't think of any is you can level up your equipment to the very end of the game so if you yes. get a legendary at level 5 it's not like cool i'm going to use this for two levels and then throw it in my backpack cuz i don't want to get rid of it it's a legendary it's cool Nope, you can just level it up, and so it just stays being an ultra-powerful, very good weapon. And even beyond just leveling up the levels, you have these aspects of modding the the different um, like skills and, and traits that the gun has. You can level up the individual traits. Like It just has such a really cool system of how the guns, guns are, and I love it. Or not just the guns, but the loot as a whole. Yeah, the crafting system is very impressive. There's not a lot of components. You know, you have leather, iron, titanium, shards, and, like, that's it. It's just, like, kind of four different things. So there's not a ton of, like, different crafting. It's not like, oh, I've got to, like, find all these bits and do all these things. It's really simple. It's really, like, it, it takes a little getting used to, like, to figure out, like, what you're doing and how it works. But when you do, it's really intuitive. Like Keith was saying, I love that, yeah, you can get a legendary and just keep leveling it up so it's always relevant. Because, like, there's so many other looter shooters I have where it, it stinks when you do that, where you're like, oh, I love this gun, and then you get to the next area, and it's like, well, now it's too weak, and I got to trade it out with, like, a green or something really crappy, but, you know, it, it's at least more powerful. No, if you love something, you can just keep going with it. And, yeah, I loved the crafting system, especially in the end game. Yeah, I hadn't looked at it much. It was another one of those aspects, almost like the storyline, that for the first handful of hours I was playing this game, I kind of went, I don't know, that exists, whatever. And then you would explain to me a little bit more about how it worked. And I went, oh, okay, that's not complicated at all. As soon as I actually tried it. So I would say just try it. Don't be intimidated by it. Because it is. It's super easy. And I I think it's great, though, because it's 
there is a lot of strategizing to it, like changing the variants of the gun and how it, sh- oh, yeah. whether it's how it shoots or changing the mods on the gun, making sure you have something that doesn't just work for the gun, but works for your overall class. Like it's just, it's a well thought out system and I really appreciate it. I played around with it a little bit. I didn't get as far as you guys, so I don't think at where I was, it was as important. I did notice that I would forget that I picked stuff up. Like, so for instance, like a new helmet or, or whatever. And I was doing really bad and I'd look at my inventory and I'd switch everything out and I'd be like, oh, that's why. <laughs> and so with the crafting, I absolutely loved that. Like you could read, like for instance, there was one that made it so that like your your poison ability did X amount of more damage and and stuff like that. So it was actually a lot of fun to switch things up. I didn't actually stay with one thing for very long. And then I also was wondering what you guys thought about the fact that whenever you needed ammo, you would just go to a box and you wouldn't really have to worry about like finding it throughout the region. Did you guys like that? Because I thought it was kind of refreshing. Yeah, I did. It, It was very simple. Basically the two things, well, I guess three things you interact with, you find some collectibles uh, there's some chest, which the chest always looks the same. So anytime you see that box, which it's always highlighted too, which is also nice, you know, you get a chest, which, you know, will give you an item. And then there's just ammo crates, which just instantly reload your weapons and gives you max ammo. Like, that's like, like that's it. You're not really going around and like, oh, I got to find keys or trinkets or whatever. Except in battle, it, I love that it dropped ammo as well. I think yeah. I only ran out of ammo once. Because I did snipe a lot and then, like, switch back and forth. And that was kind of dictated by my difficulty level. But, yeah, I actually really liked that I didn't have to worry about bullets. And then I also like, too, that on the map, it shows you where the bullets are, where that chest is. Yep. Yeah, and they're and they're fairly plentiful. And I think just a nice feature about it, like you even said, is it reloads your gun. So that's nice. It in some cases, like if I was just nearby one, even mid-fight, I was like, it's going to take just as long to reload my gun as it is to interact with this. So I just grabbed the box, so it reloaded my gun, and I had full ammo. But like you said, too, Liz, it's, I mean, in most fights, there wasn't a lot of times where I found like, oh, no, I'm running out of ammo. There was always just ammo littered around the ground. So it, it didn't ever feel like I was in a, a rough spot, I guess. I would run out occasionally, like maybe on a bigger boss fight, but... Nothing that really, like, struck me as a problem ever. Now, Keith, you never said, what class did you pick? Oh, so I picked the Trickster, who All right. is, it's funny, because it's not really my play style in, in these type of games. Like, I'm I'm very much, like, a mid-range to, to stay back type of, of player in these types of games. Like a, lot of, like, a lot of assault rifle type of stuff. But in this one, no, I was having so much fun as the, as the Trickster, which is, like, a very up-close, it's almost assassiny in a lot of ways like you have a yeah have a, it's meant to get in get out kind of yeah thing. you have a blink where you can you can teleport behind an enemy and it, and it like kind of stuns them for a half a second and it's all smgs which i know you said andrew that you're not a big fan of but i loved the smgs in this game i just thought they were so much fun and maybe it was because of my style of play i guess but i i, I stuck with them and they were just a ton of fun so i Pick the Technomancer, and because of that, I recommended Liz pick the Technomancer as well. The Technomancer is meant to be kind of a support, long-range sniper. Which So this, I overall love the classes, but one thing that irritates me, when you first pick out a class, there's four classes, you know, Technomancer, Trickster, Pyromancer, and the Devastator. And the game is kind of set up to, you know, be multiplayer. You know, the Devastator says, like, oh, this is a close-range guy. He's a tank. 
He's super beefy. He can take a lot of damage. Trickster that Keith played, you know, was meant to be a kind of a quick assassin. Uh, our, my character, the Technomancer, is supposed to be a healer, supporter, stays far back, you know, has some gadgets to shoot kind of far in, works well with snipers. And then the Pyromancer is kind of a medium range kind of assault character. None of those things matter. <laughs> like, even though the game tried to set up like classes and like what roles you're supposed to do, it does not matter. So I'm going to tell you that off the hand, right off the bat. Like, don't don't consider that at all. Uh, I granted, by the time you listen to this, they'll probably patch it. I wouldn't recommend playing the Devastator. I apologize to people out there who are like Devastator mains. N nothing against you, but I truly felt like this game was against Devastators. So the whole purpose of a Devastator is kind of do like ground slams, to do kind of a lot of like earth attacks, and they heal by having enemies die close to them, and. They are they struggle endgame. My brother played a Devastator, and like the way he was describing it to me, it's just like everything about this game was meant to be against the Devastator. So the Devastator does ground attacks, but the fi few final bosses, they levitate like two feet in the air. So almost all your abilities are useless. And then he doesn't spawn any ads for you to heal. So you don't really have an ability to heal yourself. And so you're basically just screwed. You can't use your abilities. You can't heal. And that's it. So some of these, some of the class designs are kind of cr like kind of crummy, but they said they're patching it. So maybe by the time you hear this, hopefully they fix it and it's a lot better. Didn't you say that my class, because like, obviously like the sniper, um, didn't you say that you don't even really snipe later on? It's all just, yeah. you just rush in. Snipers are non-existent end game. Because I feel like when I was playing, it was actually beneficial because the gadgets that I did um, could freeze, and so it made it easier for me to, to snipe some enemies. So I actually went back and forth with it a lot, and I feel like it would be really boring if I if I couldn't later on. If I'm just, like, running in and... Yeah, so to explain a little bit the end game, when you beat it, you go on what's known as expeditions. They're kind of like dungeon runs of anyone who's played, like, an MMO or another games of service like uh, The Division. or. Uh, but, yeah, you're supposed to kind of team up with friends and do these kind of hard missions that are timed. And so that's where it's supposed to be, like, quote-unquote class-based, where you need to have a team. But that doesn't matter. As long as you just have good enough gear. Like, I was soloing it most of the time just fine. And you just you need to be able to do damage. And so, yeah, there's no point in classes because it's all time-based. So nobody's going to be sitting in the back behind cover sniping. Like, everyone needs to have a machine gun or shotgun and something and just run and gun and just take out everything and keep going because you're scored by your time and what loot you get. So, yeah, the class system just gets completely kind of thrown out the window on game, which is really unfortunate. But while you're playing the game, sniping's great. I'm not a huge sniper, but when I saw that, I was like, I'm going to play a sniper. This looks a lot of fun. And I love the Technomancer because they just heal by doing any damage. So I could tank. I found the Technomancer to be a fantastic tank. I think that makes sense. So, And you actually got damage just on hit alone? Like it didn't even have to like... Anything. Yeah. Skills, yeah, gun, anything. I just got any doing damage to enemies. Whenever I was almost Tank. dead, I would throw out my big powerful gun and hide and it would I would just heal behind a barrier if I was like really desperate. That makes sense. Yeah, I did um as, well it's the trickster, it's all close range is what heals me. So it is close range damage. I don't know what it considers close range, honestly. I couldn't really tell. Well, there is a guide. If you press start, there's a guide, and it actually breaks down a lot of the mechanics and systems that are in this game. Oh. So you'll be seeing things like, oh, this increases your status power. And you're probably thinking, what the heck is status power? Mm -hmm. I have no idea what that means. If you press start and go to guides, it actually breaks all that down. What is status power? What are like certain enemy types? What, what distance is considered close distance? What distance is considered long distance? 
So it actually does have an extensive guide that I actually thought was very simple. It wasn't too wordy. It was always like a paragraph long and just cut to the meat to it of what you're looking for. Okay. And it said, oh, if you have more questions about this particular moment, this particular thing, go to this section of the guide. And yeah, I thought it was really intuitive. Oh, that's pretty nice. I never actually looked at that. I, I kind of just assumed the status power was something related to like putting a status effect on an enemy and just, I don't know. Yeah, left, and that's what it was. It it increases but, the damage of burns and poisons and stuff like that. But it, I don't know. I, I, it took me a while to, to even get to that because I wasn't, at that point, I really still wasn't paying a ton of attention to the mods. Like I was still just in the point where I was like, I just, I don't know, I'm going all in numbers. I was just picking up anything that had a higher number than the, the thing I didn't have. Because at that point, too, it was a lot feel like of like i didn't have all my skills yet and i don't know all that good stuff but yeah the what was i gonna say the i don't remember well unfortunately Liz, you can't put much input in this but keith both mean you reached the end game yes sir and i want to know what did you think of the end game so it is one of my few gripes about this game is and not even as a whole but i think as a as the game is played the gameplay is just, it really is repetitive. There's no, like, random world events where you're walking along and you get, you know, four enemies that jump out. It's always very timed, very systematic, and really even every side mission is just like, go here, clear the area, and you'll get what you need to get. So there wasn't much to the meat of it. But that said, it's yeah. still a ton of fun. The end game is really just more of that. It just cuts to the chase. It doesn't really bother you with story at that point. And you just say, okay, I want to do this mission. I have this much time to, to beat it in gold. If I do that, I can advance to the next tier. So it's, like, again, like the world tier system, a whole other tier of it where you start at level one. And what is it? if you get a gold or a silver on that ranking, you can progress to the next one all the way up to 15. Is that right? 15, yeah. Yeah, so up to 15, just like the world tiers. So it's... It's a lot of fun and it's very direct, but it is it is very repetitive at the same at the same token. It was just like I didn't have to do anything special. I think the most you do is there's those couple levels where you have to like defend the point. But yeah, okay, so I'm just gonna try and kill things as quickly as I possibly can, like I do in every other aspect of the level. Yeah, this is my biggest complaint from the the campaign and the end game is that. Outriders just did not have these really cool cinematic moments or just these really interesting gameplay changes. It is very much same enemies that you're shooting, covering, killing more people. Every once in a while you're fighting a boss or elite that is the same boss or elite, just reskinned, rinse and repeat, and that's it. And it's just so disappointing. So when you do these expeditions at the end, there's a total of like eight and like three unique ones, but... They're all essentially the same. It just only thing that changing is, are you fighting beasts or are you fighting humans? But none of them are like, oh, this one's an escort mission. This one's a base defense mission. This one's like, I don't know, just something interesting. It is just point A, point B, kill enemies, boom, you won. That's it. So it is just so repetitive with that. And it's frustrating. It's, it was, it just so disappointed me because earlier in the campaign, there's this one moment that I thought was really cool where you actually fight in like a trench war and you're, like, charging, like, no man's land. You know, there's bodies everywhere. Artillery's going off. Really cool moment. And, like, I was hoping this game would have more of those moments. But it doesn't. And it was so disappointing. Like, that was the one time it did something really cool. And then never again. But even still, like, it was clear the area. Advance. 
It, it was, it, but at least it was cool looking. Yeah, I I won't contest that by any means. I just it, it going like at the heart of the gameplay that is definitely like the one thing where like a Borderlands or something like that like it's I wish it was more sandboxy. I think I think that's what I wish it was. It's, yeah. it's too so, linear. Yeah, so this game is not like I was confused about this game at first too. This game is not a share world shooter. You are playing your own game. By default, your lobby is closed. So if you want random people to join you or your friends to join you, you have to change that option. So it's not a share world shooter. You are very much in a your own game. So you can play the single player. And I think this game is actually great single player. Um, and it is also not a games as a service. So anybody who doesn't know that, those are games like The Division or Sea of Thieves or Destiny or even like Apex Legends. Games that constantly come out with updates and the whole purpose of the game is to keep you in their game. Like, that's not what this is. This game is a complete game. Point A to point B, there's an ending, there's a final boss, there's end content. The studio even, like, specifically said, like, I don't even think they plan on coming out with expansions. I think they were basically very much like, no battle pass, no no season pass, this is it. This is a complete game, we're done. So, if you keep that in mind, like, I actually, I thought this game was fantastic as a single-player game. Because that's generally my big complaint with shooter looters. Like, we always have... You know, me, Keith, we have a couple friends. We always find these games. We're like, yeah, we're going to play it together. But, you know, some people have a couple days off. They end up getting farther ahead than others. Some people end up dropping out and quitting. And then by the time you get to end game, only like one or two of you made it. You don't have a full crew to do the raid. And it just burns out and dies for you. But not this game. This game can just straight up be played single player. And that's what I loved about it. See, I do think it is much better played multiplayer, though. Yeah. And I, I did like single player. It made me play differently. It had to be a lot more strategic, but I just thought it was great, like being able to like die and revive each other. And I definitely was more. Um, I just ran in and just started shooting when I played with other people. <laughs> so I, I, for me, it was way more fun. Oh, did you actually join more for games, Liz? No, I just played with Andrew. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she always told me too. She's like, "Don't let anyone join." <laughs> Liz is always afraid of disappointing random people. Yeah. So that is one very odd aspect of Outriders, and we didn't even realize it until last night when we were trying to play with three other friends, well, two other friends, because it was already two. Anyways, so... Yeah, Max Party of Three. Max Party is... You cut me off, Andrew. I'm crying out loud. I was getting there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. So we discovered that all four of us were <laughs> unable to play, because I'm finishing my story, and yes, there is a max of three for a party, and it's just strange. I don't get why. That's n- oh. very unlike any other game. Even if it was five, it wouldn't have been weird to me. I'd be like, okay, they went over four, and five was just the most that made sense. Three was just odd. I I don't know that I've ever seen a game with that cap. Sorry to cut you off. You looked like you were struggling with math, so I thought I had to help you. <sighs> but it's for me, I think three is the perfect number, and I think like. Because, you know, in our text group, like with our groups of friends, we have like about five of us. But when you think about all the times we've been able to play, most consistently we can get three. Very rarely have we had been able to have like four of us be able to get on and play something together. And and that's why I think I like Apex Legends. Apex Legends does, you know, three. Oh, yeah. Or like Sea of Thieves when they came out, when they came out with the brig, the brig is a three-man ship. Aren't there four classes? There are four classes. So that's, that's weird. It is. And, like, that's why I agree. That's why I think we thought it was four players, because we thought it was setting up to be, oh, there's a raid endgame, and, you know, you guys have to have a full class system and everything like that and all be together. 
No, it's three people, and there's not really a raid. You can kind of do it by yourself. I don't know. It's, it's a weird design, but I like three. I think three is a perfect number. Yeah, if anything, I was just holding you back. I mean, I, I legitimately was. What because, else is new? Well, I don't know. Ooh. This one, I'm not going to go there. Mostly because <laughs> I just don't want to dig myself a deeper hole. But my point is, it, or my point is that, yeah, I mean, I was just, I was constantly dying. <laughs> you just had to pick me up. But at the same token, we then discovered that you can, even though, so I'm trying to think out of words. So even though, like you mentioned, that it's your world, your game, your world progresses when you play with your friends. So yes. that was one of the nice aspects. Like, I think, I think I might've skipped a mission or two from where I was to getting to the end game because we just wanted to do it. So I just hopped into your game. We beat the boss. It advanced it for me. And then I had end game. And then similarly, I mean, you more or less just rushed me through like the first five or six levels because you're at a point where you're so powerful in the game that these lower tiers don't mean anything, but it was like boosting me like crazy. So you can kind of, that's the nice thing I feel like too, is that if you do have those moments where you're playing with some friends and you get a little bit far ahead of them, you can run them through and catch you up pretty quickly to where they need to be. Yeah. Unless they're they really are into the story, they might get some spoiler alerts and skip some story elements. But of course, someone like Keith does not care, so he was happy to be just done with the game and get to the end game. Yeah, I did. I didn't really care to walk through a couple more cutscenes and and all that good stuff. So it's so weird to me because that's what really kept me going with the game was wanting to know more about the story. Yeah, like because overall, like the voice acting, I thought was good. Like, I when you actually talk to the, the people, female. the female, she kind of sounded like well, Michelle. multiple females. The main character? Oh, your character. Yeah. Okay. The, the the main character, I chose female, and she kind of sounded like Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, <laughs> there were a couple words that I was like, wait, it's not her. Nope. She she wouldn't say that word that way. But <laughs> Who's I was Michelle like. Michelle Rodriguez? I don't, I don't mean to interrupt. Oh, Fast and the Furious? Yeah. She's like. You must know her. I'm sure I do. I don't think I've seen more than oh, like the first two. Oh, she was in two. Lost? I Lost? watched the first two seasons of Lost. Uh, <laughs> I am DP or Keith. <laughs> but anyway, she has like a very like nice voice. I, I So for me, like I love listening to her. Like I said, it was not Michelle Rodriguez. Um, but yeah, so for me, that actually was a huge voice. And I, I like the accents because obviously, like, I mean, everyone's coming from earth but i think it's amazing that they all spoke english <laughs> isn't that a little weird because like one guy had like well, Jakob spoke polish a little bit yeah but he had like a, a really thick accent i mean i think too like it's more common for other countries people or people who aren't english speakers uh native english speakers people speak english where in the united states like we have like the worst foreign language programs in our schools and so a lot of people in america unless they you know have uh, family that speaks another language. Most are not bilingual, so it, it kind of made sense that way. But I just thought like all the accents were were really nice too. There wasn't anybody that was like, "Oh, that's so unbelievable. That's awful." But <laughs> speak for yourself, Liz. Yo hablo español. And I do, <laughs> and I already, and I do apologize for my terrible, terrible pronunciation. I do not mean Wait, that. Me no, I'm not doing it. No. no, no, you said you do a great Australian accent. I'll, I'll show you this. There's oh, a couple of Australians oh, that can tell me to do an Australian accent. I'm not doing it because there was something. You can't brag and not and then not do it. No, I'm not doing it. Wow. It's very okay. offensive how awful it is. Good day, mate. <laughs> 
Nailed Keith's, it. Keith will do any accent, even a Chewbacca. I will say, I'm not saying that everyone in in the United States can't speak other language. I'm just saying that we were notably a, a little bit behind in, in that area in our school system. Don't be knocking on America. Oh, I can't say anything right. I'm 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 very upset right now. Don't you talk bad about my America. Oh, actually, I know what I wanted to say. So, from a dialogue perspective, again, I I didn't even click through half of the dialogue options. Well, most of the dialogue options. But it, it almost like a control. It's one of those games where every time you talk to someone, I mean, except for the first time, the first time they typically have some bigger interaction, but it's always the same line every time you talk to them, every time you stop talking to them. And you have, like, these big, serious conversations, and they're like, yeah, no, get the F out of here. I'm like, what? What? Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's just a very bizarre way that they do things. And I, I don't know. I don't know a better way to do it, I guess. They can't make dynamic conversations every single time you interact with somebody. But at the same token, it's just very, like, I don't know, takes you out of it a little. Yeah, I know what you mean. I remember that tearing out control. The guy's like, yo, I got things to do too. Like, always got mad at you, even if you had a pleasant conversation. Yeah. That reminds uh, me of, um, oh, what game did we play where uh, Alan Wake's kind of... Control. That's, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, I forgot that was his name. <laughs> so, Liz, okay, we do this podcast. Welcome, Liz. Get rid of we that. Welcome to podcast. <laughs> no, wait. But you're saying that there was a character in this that was like that guy? Yeah. Uh, all Like, all of them were. <laughs> there, uh... The... I thought it was a different game. I thought it was a different game. The... You can you can just get rid of that. Nope, that's nope. I thought it was a different. The, game. the altered that you fight, I think Bailey, where she she's in the the wheelchair. Every time you talk to her, she's like, "What the f do you want?" She literally starts every conversation that way. Well, this is pleasant. Thank you. I will give you money now. Thank you. Um, oh man, that's why I gave her an awesome nickname. I'm not going there. I will <laughs> denounce you and cancel but... you. Okay. But, uh, so, going back real quick to the combat and the gameplay, uh, the one thing, I know we kind of complained about some of the things, the reskinning and the repetitiveness, but the thing that the game does so well, and that is, of course, the loot. A game has to have a good loot shower, and that's what this has. Anytime you do an expedition, at the end of it, the expedition, at the end game, when you do the expeditions, every time you open it and you finish one, it just floods your screen with loot. And there is nothing more satisfying than going through that grind, opening up that chest, and just get blown up with a bunch of stuff. And the equipment they give you, like, they they hand you quite a bit of equipment. I felt like legendaries didn't drop as much as I wanted to, but purples can well enough hold their own. Like, it's not like a legendary isn't something that really steps you up. Legendary... Armor kind of does because legendary armor will give you bonus if you have a complete set. But if you got a legendary gun compared to a purple gun, like they can be really close in power. Like it's not that big of a difference. So I just, I loved the loot grind of this game. Yeah, I will say that if I compare it to, and it's different in so many ways then, but if I compare it to Borderlands, there's something so satisfying about landing that final shot on the boss and it just explodes with loot. And this, and it does. When you fight bosses, I, I guess it does do that. But I kind of wish there was a point it did that on the expeditions. Like, having to be like, okay, I got it, I went around, I finished everything, and I'm, you know, I had to run to the other side because there was one straggler on there. I'm like, it's exciting, but I want that, like, I want you to just carry right over from finishing the level, if that makes sense. 
It's it's a super small gripe, I know, but it it is like this is what I think this game has a lot of nice little quality of life features. And that's one of them. So I, I disagree, Keith. I like that the bosses during the expeditions don't blow up with loot because those are timed runs. And I don't want to be going around collecting loot while my timer's going down and I'm not going to get good stuff. So I just want to keep going and keep going. No, I get that. I'm just saying like the overall, like even if it was just whoever the final enemy was, whether it's a just a little scrub guy or... It's, oh, instead of opening a chest, yeah, the like, last guy blows up. Yeah, just, okay, yeah, I can see that. that. Like that's all I want. It's... It's nothing that I dislike about the game, but I'm like, man, there there is something just so gratifying about that final shot. And then with the amount of loot that drops on that final, on the end of an expedition, if that just blew up out of the enemy, ah, it'd be so much more fun. I do agree with that, because I do like with the final enemy kill, it goes slow-mo. So it'd be cool if it went slow-mo and just gear blew up everywhere. That actually would be cool. Yeah. But I'm, I'm perfectly okay opening a chest and it all blowing up, too. Oh, yeah. I am, too, um, ultimately. Yeah. But uh, next little segment I want to talk about, this is uh, kind of a forewarning for people, uh, but that is glitches and bugs. It's kind of been a while since we had like a segment of this, but I think this game is, is kind of important to have. But as far as uh, bugs kind of go, uh, as a new game, there's quite a bit. If you're playing, I do not recommend playing on the PC at the moment. PC seems like that is the place that's having the most issue with bugs. Uh, there was a bug where people were completely losing, losing their gear. Luckily, that's been patched. Uh but yeah, there's some times where like loading doesn't work properly. Uh, they just enabled crossplay, which is in beta. But sometimes uh, one of my friends would be invisible. I could see his health bar, but it would say he's loading in the game. And if we tried loading to a different area, the load screen would take extra long. Uh, Keith was playing on the One X. I was playing on the Series X. And I think that's considered crossplay. So I was having issues playing with Keith, but Keith could join me. There's there's like a lot of just kind of little things. Uh, Keith was having issues apparently with uh, people's lips not loading. Oh my goodness, this is that happened to me. Yes, it's really? so weird. It is. I never got that, so that must be a, a previous console thing. It is. It is something that whenever it happens in a game, my gosh, it is. <laughs> it is terrifying. The it it's like you'll go to talk to somebody who's sitting at a table or whatever, and everything loads except their lips, and you just have like. <laughs> These big red gums and teeth, and they, I haven't. I oh, wish I saw that. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's it's a monstrosity on your screen. And then the lips load, and okay, we're we're good now. But every time, not every time, but every time that it happened, ugh, I just oh, see, I like never expected. But it I didn't. I didn't see the teeth and the gums. It would the lips would just disappear, and it would just all meld together. <laughs> That's but even worse. Something gosh, that melting. I saw a lot on Metacritic the server issues and it was yeah. happening for i mean since the beginning of april up until like not that long ago and people were really mad and yeah. it, especially because there was one that i read where i mean kind of like us like we have a kid and he's like I, I have kids i don't have as much time with video games i spent 60 bucks on this game and i can't play it and so i think that they're they kind of lost like a a lot of people that are just like done with it because i mean i which i kind of get i didn't have that issue but another thing that people were saying like you know when i play solo why can't i play offline if the servers aren't going to work like yes that's that's a big issue because since you can't play offline you also can't pause this game yeah and that's like for me that's why i didn't put as much time in this week because if I can't pause it, I mean, for me, I'm not going to try to go back and forth in this game like every time I'm interrupted. And so for me, it was like I have uh, that 
gives me such a smaller window to play a game. I, yeah. So I, I mean, I know we're on bugs, but not kind of because this is more just a gameplay thing again. But my one thing I will counter that with, because I do, I do know what you mean. Like I hate that I can't pause it when I'm just playing like a closed, a closed lobby. No one can join by myself. Like I should be able to pause the game. But the because of the way the gameplay is broken out into like very segmented areas, there's no random enemies. Like what I already complained about, you can reach points pretty easily where you can just walk away from the game and you're not in any danger. That is true. And so like and the points that you are in danger, none of them last overly long. That if I, I mean, if somebody's injured, obviously you're going to put down a controller no matter what happens. But you know, outside of like something literally emergency level, like you pretty much can get through the area or just die and walk away from it because you but don't lose a lot. I think for me, it really depends on how I was playing the game. When I played solo. If I was trying to do a higher difficulty, because like you said, higher difficulty means better loot, it would take me a lot longer to finish a run. Yeah. Because for me, I did have to take a lot of cover. And so for me, I, I, I found myself doing that a lot because I I wanted to progress. So I'd kind of switch between it where it's like, okay, I want to progress, but then I also want to get the better loot. So for me, I actually thought it was a really big inconvenience. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of a game that doesn't let you pause. I do agree with Keith. There are moments where you can have like checkpoints, but nothing's worse than when you're playing a big boss fight and you've already got them down to half health and like they're just a bullet sponge, so it's taking really long. And then you have a kid like throwing milk or something like that, and it's like, well, am I gonna lose my entire progress? I gotta help my kid. Like, it's just frustrating. Just it's just something to be I, aware of. If can milk spills, that saving, that can but... wait a couple minutes. No crying over spilled milk. <laughs> yeah, but but when you're doing an expedition. Those vary from range. For to get a gold, there is one that takes the quickest one is six minutes, six minutes and thirty seconds, or they can go up to like twenty minutes. They vary in time, and you can't pause it. So if you're going to help your kid, that timer's ticking. So you got to dedicate like a twenty minute time segment where you cannot pause. You cannot go to the bathroom. Hopefully, you <laughs> did not have Taco Bell or something because you're you're sitting through this. How segment. urgently do you have to get up and go to the bathroom? You're like, I need to pause it right now. Like. I, have you not had Taco Bell? I have, but my <laughs> gosh, I'm an adult. Says that I about can, Taco Bell. <laughs> I've never had that problem. Time well, of bathroom breaks. I can control me myself. For bathroom shaming me, guys. <laughs> Jeez. Sometimes you just gotta go. But like, but yeah, if you were a toddler, I'd understand that. Like, oh, I forgot that I had to go to the bathroom, and so I just did. <laughs> well, Mister Iron Bowels over here, you know, does have this issue. For us normal people. Just something to keep in mind, you know? That's actually a whole other conversation, but we won't go there. <laughs> but uh, we're going to kind of start powering through this a little bit since this episode is running on. So next up, graphics. Wow. And for me, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Graphics wait, vary no, from... On bugs, I oh. the amount of times oh, that okay. I got kicked out of a game, and that that is one of my other gripes, because I don't know if it was server issues. I don't even know if it's a console issue. Like, I don't know if you ran into this, Liz, but I knew within about a 10 to 15 minute range of when my game was going to crash. Like I could, it, it, it was like a toddler teetering on the edge of a tantrum. Mine never crashed. Really? Cause it would lag a little bit, but for me, I never had that issue. So when I read it online that everyone was complaining about it, I was really surprised. See, I was like, Oh, I didn't have that problem. And, and it might be just cause like you wouldn't have played when play for as like extended periods of time as I would, but like, cause if it started to lag, it was, like I said, usually within about 10 to 15 minutes of gameplay, like, it would get slightly choppier and choppier, and then all of a sudden it would just cut. 
and then the whole game would shut down, and I'd be back in my Xbox menu. And it happened probably like, I don't know, five or six times. Granted, I put in like 30-plus hours of the game, but... It, I don't know. That feels like a lot, and and I did have an issue with that. So I'm hope, but I think that's something that can be fixed in a game with some patches, or even just oh, yeah. like there was even a couple times playing with you, Andrew, last night where it just disconnected me, and it did it while we were playing Expeditions, and then I can't rejoin. I get not being able to join someone in the middle of an expedition because that's you could kind of rig the your your loot there, but if I was in there already, it should let me rejoin, and and I yeah. and I didn't care for that, especially they were the ones kicking me out. So that's my final thought yeah. on bugs. I personally didn't get much of the crash. I had a couple. I could maybe like say three or four. And I put like 40 hours in this game. I put quite a bit. Um, so I, I think this game works really well. If you have a, a, one of the series X or S's, I think it works really well. But anyway, back to what I was saying with the graphics. For me, I thought the graphics ranged from really bad to pretty good. Uh, specifically, I thought the gun design and the armor designs are really good in this game. I loved... When you got loot, you looked like you got some cool loot. Like, you actually looked like you were getting decked out. Because you start off wearing, like, rusty armor, and by the end, you're wearing, like, bones, and your gun is, like, pulsating. It's really cool looking. And I loved when you blew up enemies. Like, enemies had such a satisfying, like, blowing up, gibbing, blood everywhere, guts. Really satisfying, especially if you slow it down and stuff. Really cool. But I thought the environments were pretty bland. There was interesting biomes, but... But what about the yeah, effects really of the anomaly? Did you like those? Yeah, those were kind of cool because or like, like cutscenes when you see like the you know when they were first contaminated, for instance. Yeah, like there's some moments. Yeah, like those were the moments where it's good. But then there's moments where like you're in the battlefield and there's these bodies. Like it's supposed to be like bodies on bodies on bodies, but it just looks like a weird looking blob. Like it didn't look like people. I don't know. It just some of the graphic elements of it I just thought were really cruddy. Or also like um, the hair. Uh, the yes. hair really bothered me. It was so I bad. It was and okay. It, well, they were doing like braids and stuff, and it's like, listen, if you're struggling with hair, maybe not try to be intricate because it just draws <laughs> to it more. Like, if I don't know, it just the hair really bothered me. And then also there was a glow on the inside of the lips and eyes sometimes that I didn't care for. I did not notice <laughs> it that. It was like a white glow, and it would just randomly appear. And I don't know why, but it happened a lot. I didn't notice and that so either. So for me, I I thought the the characters. I love the character designs, yeah. and I liked what they looked like. I just think they could have done a little bit better. I thought the monsters were really cool design too. It's just I got sick of seeing them because they're just reskins. Even from the humans to the aliens, they were exactly the same too. You had big guy with machine gun. You had, you know, shotgun guys. They all just looked the same. And also, like, the spiders coming out of the lava, it kind of, they kind of blended in. So I really had to look at my radar to see if the little spiders were coming. And also, I am scared of spiders, and I felt like they they could have made them more frightening. Because for me, they just didn't look, like, realistically scary enough. That's a weird observation, but I 100% agree with it. Like, I hate spiders, and even in video games, like if there's a big old spider I gotta fight, I'm like, nope, nope, definitely gotta kill this yep. thing. These ones it were just have like terrified me. Eh. If they were like the, it was like See, a fiery it's spider. You say that it's. I've heard people like like being so afraid of spiders that they struggle like playing against them in games. I've never heard that. Like, well, like I've like I've just recently started hearing people say that because I th- first thought it was weird. I played a game on Game Pass, uh, Grounded. There's a setting where you can make a spider look less spidery. <laughs> you can actually lower it so low that they're just a floating ball. 
and it's just like, is, is this really a thing? Have people ever asked, been asking for this? And apparently so. I mean, I... But you know what? I feel like they should have something where they could put like a top hat on the spider or something. Because <laughs> whenever I Googly see eyes. pictures yeah. of like a spider with like a, a, a goofy thing on its head or something, it like my heart does, it stops racing. Huh. But like, so for me, it's like make it look cute or like, or something. But yeah, for me, like I just, I I kind of wanted to be scared. I don't know why, but I was like, because you see it coming out of the lava, and it's just like, it could have been, like, really cool looking, but... See, like, for me, it's like, it's weird to think of, like, because I, I don't really have an arachnophobia, and I never thought of, like, people being, like, so afraid of it, because, like, a spider is almost the most common enemy you find in a video game next to slimes. And, I don't know, there's never been a game that had, like, a filter to make them less terrifying. No, I think video games are my catharsis for spiders. I like to kill them in games. I, I like. I definitely. <laughs> I'm definitely not at like true arachnophobia level. I just do not like spiders, and I'm a big old nope fan of them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I as a whole, I agree. Like they weren't very even like. Like it didn't give me even like a little like. Ugh, that's a gross looking spider. It was just like, oh, that's supposed to be spider esque. Yeah, because, I mean, they're lava, too, so, like, they're but glowy. I think it needed to be more realistic. I mean, that's why like, Arachnophobia, that, that movie with John Goodman. Yeah, that's a that's terrifying That's why movie. it's so scary, because it actually looks real. Whenever there's, like, you know, giant arachnid movies, it, they always look so fake and silly. and so. But for me, like, yeah, they just needed to just have them just, like, really small and just, like, overcrowding you. I can't believe you wanted it more scary. I don't think anyone has ever asked or requested that. I, either oh, no. way, make them Games really funny or make scary. them terrifying. Unrelated, do you know you can buy a tarantula for like $30? I found that out the other day because I saw it at a pet store. No, I, I, I don't know because why would I want one? I don't know. I just assumed it was like an exotic pet and you had to pay a lot of money you for it. You should need a license. You, you should need a license to, no, to own you should, spiders. You should need to be or, tested if, poisonous. if you if you have well, poison. Psychological evaluation yeah but can you get a leash for it i don't know i didn't look i i was done with it at at 30 dollars for a spider that means a lot of people could just be like "Mm, yeah i got 30 bucks lying around let me go buy a tarantula i I bet most people who buy them it's for evil purposes to put it in someone's house yeah no i don't i i I, some people are just spider people in your beard and i well (laughs) sorry if if they're out there are the least scary spider like, I would much rather see a tarantula than, like, yeah, a Yeah, because they're slow and they're fuzzy. Yeah. Yeah. So, for me, but I I, I want to, like, obviously there's no way to see the statistic, but I want to know how many uh, spiders are I mean, you are paid for so that they, they can scare somebody. I mean, you can't buy a black widow, but I'm... <laughs> but anywho, yeah, I was just, I was very taken aback when I found that out. I thought it was, like, I just thought they were expensive. But I, I do agree that I think individually there was nice aspects of the game, trying to reel this in a little. But <laughs> I, I also agree that the hair was awful in the cutscenes, and maybe that's a, a product of, like, I'm playing on the Series X, which is the good old version of the Xbox, but it's still, maybe maybe it's a product of that, maybe it's not. Also, again, I didn't watch a lot of the cutscenes, so I didn't see a lot of that, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I think they were very samey. Can I jump into yeah, sound, sound though? It negative, but it was good. You can. Because sound is a weird thing. I think as a whole, it's fine. Yeah, but that's what I feel the very gun fine about sounds it. are weird. Like, yes. I get that it doesn't have to be like a Forza type of game where they're like, we have 300 cars in this game and we individually recorded every engine, so you have a unique sound for every car. No, 
this was just it was like one of the sound, like one of the guns sounded like someone was just banging on wax paper with a with a spoon, and I'm just like, what is? I, I thought the enemy's is... chain gun literally sounded like someone banging wood. It was like clack 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 clack. Yeah, like, it was it like just, this weird sound. It didn't sound like guns, and I would no. get it if it was like a Borderlands where it's like this gun shoots ice cream sandwiches, but they do a billion damage. <laughs> like, all right, make a weird sound. This is bullets. It's just all bullets in this game. There's no reason for these bizarro sounds. You can find gun sounds. You don't have to match them up perfectly. I'm not sitting here matching a gun to a sound, but my goodness, they were kind of goofy. <laughs> a little bit. And yeah, I, I I agree. The sound overall is is fine. Uh, some of the environments work kind of well, like when you're doing uh, like when you're in the jungle, you hear birds going. When you're in the war, like mm-hmm. you hear mortar going off in the background. But overall, the music is very forgettable. And mm-hmm. even then, this is a game you don't need sound. You have a radar, so you, don't, you can see enemies coming up on you. It's pretty easy to spot enemies coming up on you, too. You could easily just cut the sound out, play your own music, listen to a podcast. Yeah, the sound and music of this game is just very fine. I thought the voice acting's good, except for the some goofy writing and dialogue choices. But overall, I thought the voice acting was really good. I thought it felt pretty organic. Yeah, and the voice acting really only matters if you watch anything. If you don't, then... You know. Well, there's there's some banter mid-gameplay, too, yeah, that I thought works well. I suppose. Sure. Yeah. So, we'll be done with that segment, and then wrapping up here, achievements. And I guess Keith wanted buckets, but I, I don't know where I'd put the achievements in for what bucket. Because they're not really fun, and they're not really for achievement hunters. I, I don't know, they're kind of fun. Uh, but overall, I thought the achievements were weren't too hard to get. Basically, once you get to end game, you will be able to just plow through a bunch of achievements. But unfortunately, just to get to the end game, it, it'll probably take you about thirty hours. Yeah, uh, the the campaign itself is pretty long, but like I said, once you get there, your your like skill levels and your damage and your gear will quickly jump up, and there's a lot of achievements you can just quickly grind out. Yeah, I don't know, so, though. I feel like if you really wanted to, the more I think about it, because especially from an achievement standpoint, you could just stay on World Tier 1 forever. Nothing requires you to actually go to a higher World Tier. That is true. So just stay on World Tier 1. You could probably burn through this game in under 15 hours and jump into Endgame, and to your point, because it's, it's like a split of achievements where they're all storyline-driven, and then there's a bunch of collecting ones. Like, just, I don't know kill this many of this thing with this thing and all that type of stuff. It's it's all largely doable. Like I think I ended up with over 500, 600 points. You might have thousanded it by now. Or you I thousand this As game. I say, yeah, I know you were I super close. So. <laughs> I was going to say, I can't imagine just playing on World Tier 1 the entire game. Oh, that'd be really boring. That would be, yeah, I don't think I could it do it. It would be, but I, I think, honestly, you would burn through the game so quickly. And yeah, it'd be a little bit boring, but... I don't know. We actually, that was, as a quick side note, that was what we did, Andrew, to beat the game for, for me. Is yeah. We tried it on even like a World Tier 6, and we were struggling a little bit. And so we just said, you know what? World Tier 1, and I think it took less than five seconds to kill the boss, maybe less yeah. than three. So like, <laughs> I shot him with one bullet, he was dead. Part of that, again, product of you being very overpowered at that point, kind of regardless, but also just, yeah, it, you can burn through this game if you really want to, and then just jump to the end game. And not miss anything from an achievement standpoint. So that's nice if you if you just want to do it for achievements. But uh, since this episode's running on, let's quickly keep moving and get to our final thoughts. So for me, like I said, 
I love this game. I, I definitely had some issues with it, but for me, this is this is what a game I really wanted on Game Pass. And it was just something I could. It was a looter shooter, which I love, and it was a looter shooter I can play single player. I didn't need to have random people. If my friends weren't on, I could just play by myself, and I just had a ton of fun. I thought the loot grind was just really satisfying. The combat was a lot of fun. The enemies, unfortunately, were just really boring and repetitive. There wasn't any fun objective things. The gameplay didn't change at all, which I thought was really disappointing. But for me, just what kept me going is just that grind. And I thought that grind was so satisfying. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be plenty of people out there that just find it very tedious. And that's okay. I thought the story was pretty good. I did enjoy it. But I mean, for the amount of hours I played, I feel like I need to give it like a 95. But realistically, I'm going to give it an 80. Oh, it's, it's, it's just there. Okay. Yeah, 80. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, an anomalous 80. Oh, I like that. Because I kind of want to give it a 95 for how much hours I put in it, but in reality, it's an 80. So, I mean, you took the words out of my mouth on a lot of it. So I was like, you going before me. I'm like, yeah, what he said. But yeah, I just, as a whole, I this is a game I love to play. And from a Game Pass perspective, like I don't know how many people fully rely on just Game Pass for what they're playing, but if you do for any reason, and say you know you're not picking up like a Borderlands because it's not on Game Pass, like this is a such a good looter shooter. There's better versions of it and better and not done better overall, but there's just like pretty sure Borderlands is on Game Pass. Sorry to interrupt. On oh, no, a Borderlands or Borderlands Three is. Yeah, I think they have the Handsome Jack collection on. Oh, dang. I so think, it's one and two. I think you're right. Not three. Well, either yeah. way. I mean, so check that out, too, because that's a whole other conversation. But I, I, I don't know. It's just it's a ton of fun. I think it does some things that other games of its, you know, of its same genre just don't do. The crafting system to the guns, the way that it lets you keep things. And I'm kind of with you. Like, this, like, fanboy in me wants to give it, like, a high 90s. But I am going to hold it in at 86 because, you know, that's the year I was born is 1986. So it's a perfect number. That's lame. <laughs> I don't think both me and you have, like, loved a game as much as, like, Ori. Like, I feel like whenever we play a game, we're both pretty different with our scores. But this one, we actually felt like I felt like we uh, were pretty similar with. Yeah, it's it's not often we line up this way. But this was, this was a true test of it. I was originally going to give it an 80, but I think talking with you guys i think i dropped it down to a 78 i just oh we, we brought you down yeah i like the game for me it was the repetitiveness that kind of killed it for me i, I love the story and the voice acting and i think that's what gave me like a higher score with it but yeah i just i didn't play it like nearly as long as you guys did and i was kind of you know wanting something more and looking at metacritic for Xbox Series X, 74 and 7.1, and Xbox One, uh, TBD for the critics, but 6.3 for users. And I, I think I went over it uh, earlier. I mean, the big thing was a server issue. There was uh, some complaints about the aiming being off, and someone uh, said that it required an NX account, which I didn't think it did for me. I didn't, have I, I didn't get that. But that was a complaint. And then lastly, I mean, it was just very snarky. I, I really do. Th this was probably the snarkiest reviews I've seen. <laughs> and like, so for instance, someone who gave it a four said uh, the hardest end boss is the login screen. And so I just. That login screen does take a long time. 
Yeah, so for me, I just uh, it was it was it was pretty negative, and as a school reflects, but I, I I think it was just rough out the gate. So I I think it's just getting better. I do think yeah. that's such a weird complaint because it is awful, but it's like two minutes. Like I don't know, it's not like I sit there for ten minutes. Uh, yeah. It's it's not overly enough to ruin the game. It's the longest loading though. It, it is. doesn't play on their phone nowadays though. It's like oh, it takes a long time just. Go on Instagram or Twitter. We're, we're or... so spoiled with just fast stuff, though. Or go to the bathroom. Yeah. Go get a drink. Like, jeez, some cripes. It's... Go to the bathroom before you yeah. play, so you don't. Yeah. You don't get irritated. You <laughs> yeah, you're not mid expedition. You need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> or you know, play with a cup nearby or something. But uh, <laughs> all right, but we're gonna wrap this up. So this has been going on for a while. Uh, I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird zero one nine five two. Uh, please follow us on our Facebook at Game Pass Grab Bag. Like I said, the last episode, we are now posting pictures with their score. So if you ever forget, you can just look at our pictures and see what we rated things. Uh, and also you can follow our other things there. So I won't have to list them all. Uh, we're also looking for game suggestions. We have a couple coming up. We've been kind of pushing them off because of uh, life events. But please, we love game suggestions. Up to you, Keith. Oh, uh, then I've been Keith. Liz, go. The entire time? Well, there was five or six minutes there in the middle, or I don't know. I wasn't quite me, but I'm me now. And I'm Liz Noob Gamertag. Come on, I'm Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob Noob is EW. Alrighty, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We love you all, and we hope to see you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye.